Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing, BTOsports.com. Anything you need for your biker body, get the get it there at the all-new website, mobile phone friendly. Use the code PulpMX to save yourself money. And, of course, Foxhead.com, uh, brand new Fox 2015 stuff out now. And the retro uh, anniversary stuff uh, is killing it out of the Monster Energy Cup. Foxhead.com, Ryan Dungey, Kenny Rocks, and many more wear Fox. And this guy used to wear Fox for many, many years. Uh, welcome to the show, Travis Pastrana. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on, Steve. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you doing it. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, NitroCircusLive.com. Um, this is happening. This is uh, really going on. I went to the show, the one-off show here in Vegas, uh, I don't know, I guess that's three years ago or so, and uh, it was a fantastic event. Uh, it seemed like everything was happening all the time. And so now, Travis, you guys are doing this again. Uh, dates are announced now. 25 more dates to be released at the start of next year. Um, I guess question number one, uh, for people who haven't been to Nitro Circus, and, and like I said, I've been, it's terrific, what should they expect? Uh, craziness. I think most people go to see the see the crashes, but uh, also go to see the stuff that um, you know. It's our warm ups at Nitro are pretty much like the final runs at X Games, and it's because we can change the ramps and mm-hmm. we have you know resi landings and stuff that allow these guys to to take a lot more risk than you'll see them take in like a competition format. Um, but I mean, we got everything from boogie boards and couches going down this, uh, you know, 60 foot tall gigantic ramp over a, you know, a 40 foot gap. And, um, you know, the contraptions are always changing. The stunts are always changing. It's, uh, it's basically, you know, fun for the whole family. It's good for the ADD audience, ADHD, <laughs> especially, uh, like all of us that are in the show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we have a good time with it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, um, there's uh, there's the double backflips and backflips and guys in coolers and guys on big wheels. And, uh, man, it's something else. There's no doubt about it. Like I said, NitroCircusLive.com. People can check it out. Um, the biggest yeah, question. I recommend you don't raise your hand to volunteer. That's my <laughs> only advice. Yeah, really, right? The one I went to, you took you took Godfrey's kids and did a, did a backflip with them. So. Yeah, well, now they've. I don't know if we can do this in the U.S., but they've been doing it in New Zealand where we've been taking uh, three people out of the crowd, putting them on uh, Cam Sinclair's bike. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's been kind of successful. <laughs> yeah, probably not good in America, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's another thing, too. People who are listening to this all over New Zealand, Australia, Japan, Europe, it's all you're doing it all. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely wild, man. I tell you what, we never thought there'd be so many people that would, you know, really – and enjoy this stuff. I mean, we knew we liked it, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we went down to, to Australia first and, you know, sell out crowds. Everyone's excited. And then I think the real testament for me was coming to Anaheim 
And I'm like, oh man, these guys, they've all been to X Games. They, mm -hmm. you know, everybody in California is like, oh, I've seen it, I've seen it. And, you know, for those guys to be standing up, um, you know, on their feet for the last 10 minutes of the show, really, really felt good. These guys, yeah. uh, I think it's 50-some of the best athletes in the world, and they, uh, they push. And, yeah, it's, it's more than just you. You know what I mean? Like you said, there's a, there's a star-studded cast and very talented people and very people with um, uh, uh, no, no fear like yourself. And it's, uh, it's kind of built. I mean, obviously, you know, you're the name guy. You, you're doing a lot of the tricks. But I came away. I mean, I know what you've done. I've seen you since you started racing 80s. Uh, but I came away impressed with a lot of the guys that are on your show. Man, they are, uh, there's some really talented people. Guys you've never heard of, and the amazing part is, like, our contraption specialists, most of them come up from, uh, you know, college, like, or high school football or mm -hmm. wrestling, or they're just really durable, and two of the Godfrey nephews that, I mean, they both, like, you know, basically they were just wrestlers in, uh, in high school, they went on the Mora mission trip, came back, needed a job, and all of a sudden they're the first two guys to ever do triple backflips on mountain bikes. They're doing <laughs> double flip kiss of deaths and just ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. And this is, you'll see so many guys you've never heard of that are just mm -hmm. crushing it in all different aspects. Um, but the, the really interesting part is, you know, I got hurt uh, in Cleveland last year trying to mm -hmm. you know, front flip uh, Super Indian Air or whatever you want to call it. Um, it doesn't really have a name yet. No one's, <laughs> no one's quite done it yet. But, uh, <laughs> and broke my, my leg. And everyone, because I had a lot of friends in, uh, in Detroit, you know, Ron Meredith, all the, the crew up there, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Joey Crown, Matt Crown, those guys. Um, and they were like, they were all bummed. I'm like, dude, seriously, you won't, you won't even notice that I'm not there. Yeah. And uh, when they came away from the show, they're like, you're, you're right. Like, there's nothing... <laughs> that you could do that somebody else couldn't do better. And I was like, oh, thanks. You didn't have to rub it in, but yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, and that, well, that's, that leads me to my next question. we got to keep you healthy. Um, what do you do? Uh, like, I mean, obviously, look, we know who you are. We know what you do. We've seen it over and over. It's hard to tell you to back it down or hard for you to switch, flip that switch off. But there's got to be a little bit for you. This is a huge tour. You're the guy. There's got to be a little bit of like, hey, Let's just, you know, do 95% of all out, right? I mean, how do you do that? Well, as the ringleader, it, it's hard to lead without leading by example. And mm -hmm. you don't have to be the best or do you just have to push yourself. And uh, it's just infectious, man. It's, you know, everyone says, why would you take your family on, you know, this, you know, with a newborn or whatever. I'm like, man, if my daughter Addie never does anything uh, in action sports, I just hope that she takes away just the passion that these guys have and, and that they ride with every night. And it's so hard not to want to step up and mm -hmm. to do something amazing because you watch every night someone does something that's never been done before, something that at least that they've never done before. Um, you know, so it's tough. But my job now as a ringleader is a lot less doing the stunts, and it's more. Okay. You know, we we just been filming that action figures. Uh, you know, it's kind of like building ramps, testing new stuff out, trying to make it safer, make it bigger, make it scarier looking, but mm -hmm. um, something that we can walk away with, uh, you know, and crashing a few times. I'm so jealous of the BMX guys. They crash all the time. They keep getting <laughs> up. Moto guys, it's hard to learn new tricks yeah. while you're on tour, and uh, that's my goal is to make the, you know, make it bigger, make it scarier, but also make it safer. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it, right? I mean, uh, and, you know, you'll figure out a way. You're Travis Estrana. Um, hey, uh, what, what about this action figures movie? What's going on with that? What, what, uh, you're filming it or you're just done filming it? Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we've done, done most of the filming. It's just, uh, we had basically the summer off from, from Nitro. I mean, obviously everyone does their own sports. I mean, Nick Trevor Jacobs is uh, an Olympic snowboarder and, um, you know, you got the guys doing the skate and the moto and the BMX mm -hmm. and whatever, but we've kind of picked, uh, you know, the, the top guys and the guys that really wanted to push and said, okay, this summer off, let's, let's 
go build some ramps. Let's go do stuff that's never been done before. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just awesome having, uh, you know, Thomas Paget and Sheeny over and Paget's doing this thing up this hill. I mean, uh, we haven't taken him to dirt yet because we're still trying to figure out how to live from a drop from outer space. But <laughs> right. he's doing a corked flip, like an underflip, and then he's stopping, looking at the landing, and doing a perfect, like, you know, BMX-style 360. And he's doing it every time. Jeez. And it's like... You know, watching, uh, you know, Sheeny doing double back kiss of death where he's just holding off for, you know, literally two, three seconds. Um, it's, it's been so eye-opening to say you know, what's possible. And the BMX ramps, heck, uh, Jed Milton's down right now in uh, New Zealand, and he just saw the 20-foot ramp that we built, and he added two more feet and added a little steeper. And he's got a 22-foot tall, 77-degree uh, doable, unimaginable just stuff to, to airbags. And, you know, thinking about, okay, if what can we do? It's opened up. Like Steve McCann and Chad Keggy came out, and they're like, "Man, mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of bored with what I was doing and afraid to push it much harder." And now I see these these ramps, and it's like, "Wow, we can add a whole another flip without even trying anything more." Like, let's add some spins. Let's do some more stuff. And just that that passion is what I'm trying to bring back to uh, you know to action sports, uh, you know, in general, and especially like the moto guys. Yeah. Because um, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's stale by any means, but it's um, you know, you look at a lot of the competitions, and the ramps haven't changed since 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I just, I really want to make this, uh, it's a passion project, and we'll see what, uh, what we can build and what we can land. And uh, if nothing else, it just gives us an idea of, of kind of what's possible. Yeah, that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, as a guy who put uh, freestyle motocross on the map, and uh, uh, I was there at Havasu when you uh, dislocated the uh, spine or whatever you did in practice. Um, as a guy who put the thing on the map, you know, we, we had the guys, we didn't even have an X Games freestyle motocross. The wins canceled it this year. Um, there's no doubt more and more guys are going to the the uh, con- the, uh, the demos and stuff like that. We've seen some deaths as well. Where are we at, freestyle motocross? What's what's your state of that sport? I mean, uh, some, some people say that you pushed it to the point where it got too dangerous. Other people are saying that... Um, you know the X Games guys; they could have rode, and this is just a sign that they that they're not into it anymore. That they don't want to take those risks. What do you think? You know, and definitely here, Racer X. I know you guys are all you guys are racers at heart for sure. Um, you know, I know Davey Coons was always against when we started backflipping at first. He's like, "That's going to bring down the sport, man. Don't do it." But uh, no, I think it's been a positive in, in general, and uh, you know, it's stuff definitely happens, but it's. My job, it's our job, mm-hmm. um, you know, as the guys that that are kind of leading the sport a little bit to to keep it changing, to keep it progressing. Because right now it's going to more gymnastics mm-hmm. where, okay, point your toes, oh, he had a little more extension, oh, and everyone's kind of doing the same tricks, which it's still awesome, but the, the crowd, it's hard to decipher, you know, one run from the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the courses because you look at a guy like, you know, Thomas Paget, right. and he's doing bike flip flares uh, and all kinds of, I mean, flare Indian airs and all this stuff, but they're having to kind of, I shouldn't say dumb down the courses, but he's got it, and he builds these huge ramps, and he does stuff that is just 10 years in, in advance of, of what mm-hmm. anyone will see because the competition's, like, Denny's got to make the ramp flatter and lower and the landing smaller, and um, mm-hmm. and it's more dangerous, actually, because you're landing to, you know, to a flat um, so I think in order for the sport to evolve, you know, it's hard because you want to have a competition, but freestyle motocross was built 
on expression, on freedom, on, you know, just going out in the woods and finding jumps and, right. um, you know, free riding. Like, uh, you know, that's what motocross racers, I mean, all the way back to, you know, if you watch Pros at Practice and Play, the old Gary Bailey movie, right, I mean, right. David Bailey and o- Osho, O'Mara, and all these guys, they all did it. They all rode free, you know, they, they were freestylers, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it just became, like everyone says, ramp kids. You know, you hit a 75-foot ramp, you turn around. You hit a 75-foot ramp, you turn around. And it's like right, right. you can only do so much off of that. And I think it's pushing guys to try to do more than those ramps will allow them to do. And they're like, well, we can't make the ramp steeper and bigger because that's more dangerous. I'm like, not necessarily. It allows right. you to do more and allows you more time. You know, it's going to take more practice, and, you know, the risks will get higher in one sense. But also if the landings, um, you know, are built safer, mm-hmm. we can do this where you can, like Tony Hawk, how many times did he crash trying the 900? Right. Uh, and he was fine um, because the ramp matched the, the angle that he came in on. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of work to be done, and that's one thing that Nitro's really pushing because this is this is what this is what my family does. I don't want to see any of my family get hurt in this. I don't want to see anyone's kids get hurt. I don't want right. to see any of my friends get hurt. And uh, our job is to entertain, and it's hard to push without you know the, the risk yeah. of injury. But uh, yeah, but so we're yeah, so, so, so in a way, the action figure thing that you the movie thing that you're filming uh, that's in a way to help to find new things to to open the idea up and and look at ramps and look at landings and look at different things to maybe like you said you would think it'd be more dangerous but in fact trying to help it out open it up my my goal right now is to get the excitement back up um so you know sponsors you know guys like like red bull that are, are doing so much for for all of action sports to keep saying hey look look what's possible and okay if we're going to do this in a competition you know maybe we do put a resi landing in Maybe we, we work on, on something with pads, or maybe we put a mulch landing in, or what, whatever. Like we, maybe we do that in a competition instead of having a rock-solid landing that mm-hmm. if you, you crash, you're broken. Um, I'm not saying they're going to, but I'm just saying like, if we can inspire people to, to realize what's possible, then you mm-hmm. know, the sport will continue to grow and then continue to be safer. Hey, uh, um, again, people, uh, 20, uh, USA dates announced for Nitro Circus and uh, 25 more dates to be released. In uh, in uh, early January, I'm taking it. You're going to go. I looked at the schedule. It's mostly East Coast. I guess you're going to go all over though. Once once uh, 2015 schedule gets announced, right? Yeah. No, we're definitely going all over. Yeah, we got 25 more events. So yeah. we announced 14 of them last night. Right. Um, it was really cool. Like, uh, kind of listening to the guys on online, and almost half of the requests were for Florida. Oh, sweet. Like, awesome, yeah. man. I mean, I grew up uh, Tall Pines RV Park. Uh, spent my winters <laughs> in a in a mobile home park, uh, yeah. living with. Uh, you know, Fonseca and Walker and uh, yeah. Wyndham and Carmichael and, like, everybody was down there for the Winter Series, it seemed, back in the day, uh, riding Kroom. Uh, so definitely a big fan we, of Florida and, uh, um, you know, lived in land for a while with uh, the Starlings. Uh, so it'll be uh, be pretty cool to go back there and get to see all, you know, get to ride all those places again, too. We must have had more money, Travis, because we stayed at the Holiday Inn right there. So, no, oh, but no, no, that was after. The Holiday Inn is now, it, it, that's, it crushed Tall Pines. Oh, the, oh okay. All right. Before the Holiday Inn was there. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, all right. Then before my time or after my time. Um, hey, uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Um, after you got eliminated, I think a lot of TVs went off. Uh, but uh, um, first of all, RMZ 500, whose idea was that? Dude, everybody's like, my friends are all making fun of me. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to race. Uh, you got to ride a four-stroke because I'm just – I don't know. I, I've gone to basically the Ronnie Mack mode. I'm like, no, nah, I'm two-stroke for life. <laughs> you know, like, uh, love two-strokes. And everyone's like, it's not enough power. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Forget this. Like, I called up Ron Meredith, and I was like, Ron, 
hook me up. Isn't there like those uh, those 500 AFs that we can put right. in like a you know um, an RMZ frame? And uh, he got it hooked up in like two weeks. We had that thing dialed in, and man, I have so much more respect for like I mean guys like David Bailey and uh, Rick Johnson that rode those 500s, man. Right. It, every time I stalled it, like I kept it running the whole time. Starting that thing was impossible. Right. If you stalled that at the end of a moto at like oh, Sacramento yeah. or somewhere with 100 degrees or Troy, oh, right. that would be right. death. Hey, and they did. They raced them at Troy all the time. That was a 500 national every year. So you're right, and it was hot. Oh. Hey, thanks for listening to the uh, BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Appreciate you listening to this and all the shows. Don't forget to check the archives out, and uh, you can get some uh, listens in on some older shows that I've done so you people can stop asking me to do new ones of guys I've already done. Check the archives out. Seriously, there's some good stuff in there. But once again, thanks to those guys for uh, thanks to you guys for listening, and thanks to uh, Fox and BTO Sports for coming on board. And this Race Tech commercial can save you money with some uh, a discount using the code PulpMX14 because I guarantee you you probably need some suspension work on your bike. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, see you around. BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Racetech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blose, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Racetech suspension, and they've been along, around a long time, and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Racetech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thee, the owner of Racetech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. What'd you think? Uh, you did pretty well. Uh, it was exciting to watch. Would you do more of them? Do you think there's a good future to do more of them? I was talking about on, on, on our show, like, put it downtown somewhere. It, it's just incredible. It's, it's a real cool idea. Oh, you can do it anywhere. And I, I was happy that all the top guys didn't show up, but I think if you get, I mean, if you get all the top guys out there, mm-hmm. and it would just be, I mean, amazing. Every race, just down to the wire, and the crowd loved it. It was, it was really cool. For me, I just, I, man, I haven't ridden in a while. My timing sucked. I did better <laughs> than I expected. Thank God for those whoops at the end. Right. That 500, fourth gear, man, it just got up and went. Well, <laughs> the, the, the rhythm that you were doing right at the start, right, where you were hitting the, the tall one and breaking over it, um, what, what made you decide to do that? Uh, it looked fast, but what no, were you thinking? It wasn't, That's we, um, I never made it through. It was supposed to be single, double, triple, triple, quad, quad. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Never made it to the quad. I was always <laughs> over jumping everything. I don't think I hit a backside all weekend, but uh, okay. I don't know. It didn't surprise me too much, but, uh, yeah. no, I just, I tell you what, I had so much fun there and everyone like USA Today was like, Oh, coming out of retirement. I'm like, no, I never said I was retired, but I'm definitely no further out than I was. Yeah, um, but I think this is okay to the motorcycle motocross, the diehard motocross fan. The beauty of motocross racing 
is that it takes a lot of physical training. It takes right. a lot of work, a lot of dedication. Um, this straight rhythm is just fun. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to be in shape. You don't have to put in um, the hours at the gym. You still got to ride a lot. I think it gives it up to the guys that um, yeah. that probably ride more than anyone else that flow on the bike that can scrub. Yeah, I missed that whole decade. I think of <laughs> learning how to do that. But um, <laughs> uh, I think it's got a really good place. Not to take over motocross, but something that that could be just a lot of fun. And it's like watching, you know, a one lap moto mm-hmm. where only have two guys that you know, two guys you want to see battling going. And they have to be each other to the finish. And that's, right. that's what you're at. I thought it was cool, too. Like, I'm, in a, I'm at the sport every weekend, and I'm at the races every weekend. These guys nowadays, they don't leave their trucks, Travis. It's not like the old days. Like, it's sort of like you're in your team and you're in your zone and whatever. I, I thought it was remarkable how many times after the finish, win or lose, the dudes exchanged fist pumps or pats on the back or – do you know what I mean? Everyone seemed to be really enjoying it. And if they lost, they lost, whatever. I, I found the – the sportsmanship with these guys, I'm always wondering, I'm like, where's this at Supercross? <laughs> well, I, and that's a little different, too. I mean, it's, you know, when you do a one-off event that's not a championship, no one really knows what to expect. Um, mm-hmm. You know, no jobs are really on the line. Although, I, Malcolm Stewart, dude, heck, he <laughs> impressed the heck out of me. Out there. Right. He did great. Um, well, I mean, a lot of guys did. But yeah. um, it, it was really just such a unique event. It didn't feel like a competition. And normally you're nervous. You're like, man, I'm going to – my heart rate's going to be 200. I'm going to, no matter how I do, like Roger Costa once told me, I said, I came across the finish line, I was third. I said, Roger, I'm not even tired. He mm. said, Travis, if you ever cross that finish line again and you didn't win and you tell me you're not tired, you're fired. <laughs> and uh, you know, motocross, you, you push, you use every ounce of your strength, and it, it's a fight. Mm-hmm. But in this sport, or whatever you want to call it, the straight rhythm, it, it's just fun. It's straight fun. I didn't have to worry about blowing out my knees in corners. Um, all I had to do was hit the jumps, blitz the whoop section. I mean, I don't think a single person uh, went down. Oh, yeah. maybe a couple people went down, but like hardly anyone crashed on the final day right. at all. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was pretty cool to see, you know. Would you do it again if they asked you? I mean, is this something you would come back out for? No, I had to beg to, to get into this one. Everyone oh, was like, oh, stop it. Stop like, it. No, they were like, Travis, you don't hurt yourself. Your track record sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's good to have people looking out for me. But, um, but no, like, I just wanted to do it because, you know, mm-hmm. heck, uh, Jeremy Malott, I mean, Dane Heron, like all the Red Bull guys, uh, Chase Garrett, they've been talking about this for four or five years. Mm-hmm. And to see it finally come to fruition, and I was like, dude, there's no way I'm missing it. Like, my wife was like, Are, really? You're going to go race? I'm like, it's not really race. It's just fun. And I, I actually didn't expect to do, you know, half the people were bummed out. Like, Ron was like, Meredith, team manager, he's like, man, I really wish you could have done better. I'm like, shoot, I'm just happy to, like, I was stoked. It was cool to be there. And I was like, Lee McCullum, my old mechanic, he was there. Roger DeCosta was there. Yeah. Uh, Randy Richardson, my old Michelin guy. Like, um, yeah. Showa, Chim Chim Scott. Uh, we, uh, we just had so much fun. It was awesome to be around. And the crowd, dude, they came out of the woodwork. And yeah. I, I met more guys that still ride 500s than I even thought oh, ever. They all came out of the woodwork, right? They all creeped out of the woodwork and loved it. They're all like 6'8 with beards, too. I, uh, <laughs> I, I got a really strong following now. It's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, when's the last time you motoed? I mean, obviously your knees are probably junk or whatever. When's the last time, though, that you actually motoed? Do you get out? Do you have any desire to? Does your injuries hold, hold you back? I ride... Probably twice to three times a week. But when I say I ride, Hubert always makes fun of me. Right. Like, I just, I go out around back, 
and you know I'll build a jump for a little bit and I'll I'll go play on some stuff and um, I'll, I love right. I want to do another GNCC I think because I just I love riding woods man and I know that's what all the old motocrossers do right uh, you know but it's uh it's just riding with your friends man is what I you know I'm just watching that on any Sunday uh, the premiere was last night yeah and man I mean definitely getting old like almost had a tear I was like man that's that's it it's just riding dirt bikes man it's that that passion that you never lose so. Yeah, so, okay. I ride all the time, but to, to race, to go against, people are like, oh, you should come back as a one-off. I'm like, dude, the speed that these guys are going, yeah. I know you look at me like, oh, there's only a couple guys like really charging. Hell, man, I wouldn't be on the same lap mm-hmm. as, as the top 10 guys. It's like, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing athletes, and they're, they're fast. And uh, I love going down to Chad Reed's house and just, yeah. Yeah, I keep cutting back every half a lap to get in behind them and just mess <laughs> with them, but like... There's a big difference in that and trying to trying uh, to go race again. Well, hey, I've been to, I've been to Chad's house. I don't know a dozen times, and I think my me- my favorite memory from Chad's house is actually involves you when you were gonna come back and you backflip for us off the su- the fate the side of the triple the side of the takeoff for the triple before you went out you backflipped like it was you know stretching a hammy and I and I tell people I'm just like yeah he just took off and he just did a backflip then he went riding. So yeah, there you well, go. I think that was the day. Actually, that was kind of the because I had like I gave myself a month, which is not even close to enough time to get in shape. I mean, really to do it right. Yeah, you, and I, uh, I I crashed that day trying to like an idiot trying to <laughs> keep up with Chad. I don't know what I was thinking. I gave myself like the biggest like hematoma on my uh, side. I was I, I was out for like a week after that. I think I did like two laps while you were there. I was like, oh I, man, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we turned away and then we heard some panic rev and we're like, oh no, and then that was it. So. Um, hey, we don't have you for too much longer. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I do. It is a question I've I've talked about, and we've talked about yourself and and all this. We I noticed you haven't really been back to Supercross since you were doing some stuff, and they blurred out your Red Bull hat. I mean, is that? I mean, is that? I I thought it was you know, and I talk about. It, I'm like, look, we've lost the star power of Travis Pastrana at our races. And it may be because of that, or it may not be. But did that piss you off? And is that any reason that we haven't really seen you back in? No, no. I mean, look, sponsor th- thing is sponsors stuff. And, you know, for me, I just, I love the sport. I love mm-hmm. to hang out. Um, the biggest thing is just time. Right yeah. now, like, if I've got a weekend off, like, I watch every round of Supercross on TV. Right. I mean, we always have Supercross bars. We're always betting dollars on who's going to win and whatever. And I got a uh, I hope Millsaps comes back out strong this year. I'm rooting for that kid. But, uh, um, no, I mean, okay. All right. I love to be at the races. Um, but I also, I have a really difficult time walking around. Um, you know, it's awesome to see the fans, see the people and talk to everybody. But I, Lindsay, my wife, it, it's tough for her because I don't really get to, it's a whole day that I don't get to hang out with, with her or Addie. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're Travis Pastrana. You're, you're, it's, I mean, I don't want to be like that. That sounds horrible. Like, no, I but... love hanging out the track, but <laughs> I got a weekend off, which we don't have many. Yeah, I, I like to, I'll be watching every time, cheering on the guys. But I, uh, I like to be just home with the family and uh, you know going out riding with my riding with my girls. Right, right. Well, hey, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, NitroCircusLive dot com tour dates already up on the website and uh, worldwide and 25 more dates to be released in the start of this year i've seen it people go to it you'll you'll be amazed you who knew a grown man can flip a cooler you'll see it all um uh, yeah and uh man it's a great show and i wish you nothing but the best and, and thank you for taking the time to do this hey thank you very much steve talk to you soon buddy. all right see you travis yep
This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled the pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over five hundred more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and-